This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book. Continuing our theme of books published in the year 2023, today we are reviewing Maybe in Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reid. We're going to learn the story of Hannah Martin, and it's an interesting way that Reid will present her story to us. I'm going to start with the summary from Goodreads. At the age of 29, Hannah Martin still has no idea what she wants to do with her life. She has lived in six different cities and held countless meaningless jobs since graduating college. On the heels of leaving yet another city, Hannah moves back to her hometown of Los Angeles and takes up residence in her best friend Gabby's guest room. Shortly after getting back to town, Hannah goes out to a bar one night with Gabby and meets up with her high school boyfriend, Ethan. Just after midnight, Gabby asks Hannah if she's ready to go. A moment later, Ethan offers her a ride. Ethan offers her a ride later if she wants to stay. Hannah hesitates. What happens if she leaves with Gabby? What happens if she leaves with Ethan? In concurrent storylines, Hannah lives out the effects of each decision. Quickly, these parallel universes develop into radically different stories with large-scale consequences for Hannah, as well as the people around her. As the two alternate realities run their course, maybe in another life raises question about fate and true love. Is anything meant to be? How much in our life is determined by chance? And perhaps most compellingly, is there such a thing as a soulmate? Hannah believes there is, and in both worlds, she believes she's found him. And the soulmate's not the same person in either world. It's a very interesting trope to use. It's not the first time I've read this type of book. Paul Oster wrote a book, 4321, that did this very well. And what's interesting is that when we talk about the contract between a writer and the reader, as a reader, we are promising to give our undivided attention for however many hours it takes to get through that book. The author is promising to tell us the truth. What this shows us is that there can be more than one truth. So they're at the moment where Hannah has to decide. They're at this bar and is she going to go home with Gabby? Is she going to stay with the high school boyfriend? And based on that choice, we do see very natural consequences play out. Once the choice is made, though, then Reed, as the author, is committed to a set of events. In other words, when writing, and I freely admit, I'm not an author. I don't believe I have the right kind of intelligence to write novels. I'm smart enough. And again, when I'm saying this, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to be like a super genius or anything like that, but I'm saying you have, you have to have a certain type of intelligence to be able to start work through and complete a novel. And so I'm coming at this from the point of view of a reader where I say that in any given novel, there are, you know, anywhere from one to, I don't, you know, I don't know how many, but a small number, but there are moments where the author can decide what they want to have happen. But, but those moments are not every moment if they're going to tell us the truth. So with Reed, she does this uh, interesting exercise of saying, okay, this is one of those moments. 
I'm going to make the decision and I'm going to choose both. What plays out are two separate novels with overlapping characters. In order to be able to do this correctly, one of the things that would have to happen is that Misery cannot bleed the two stories into each other. Now, there obviously are events that are going to be the same because it starts from about midnight on this date and it goes forward. At the very least, Hannah is staying with her friend Gabby. I thought that Gabby was just a great character. I really liked Hannah. Talk about being easy to root for. And what's interesting is that, as the summary said, that she finds a soulmate and soulmate in two different universes that are not the same feller. And yet it was really easy to root for Hannah and whomever. But boy, I just found the Gabby character really compelling. And I wonder if this isn't part of my own uh, reading style that's emerged over the last while where I tend to find the secondary characters sometimes more interesting because there's some mystery. I just really liked Gabby, and there was nothing cliched about the friendship between Gabby and Hannah. And that's not always easy to pull off. So so often in books where there's more than one strong female character, they end up having a friendship, but it's just so easy to make those relationships and the conversations between them really kind of corny. Reed does not do that at all. This is a good book. Friendship between Gabby and Hannah is very engaging, and I love how strong they both are. I, when you've got a female character, you want them to be strong. People naturally write male characters strong, and 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 certainly more and more and more. You know, these aren't books written in the fifties, so yeah, of course, you know the, the female characters are strong. But but I just I really liked the, the independence that each showed, and yet the interdependence on each other. I just thought it was really excellently written. Reed did a really good job. What did I think of the ending? Well, it's interesting. Two novels, two endings. I thought they were both great. I thought they were both equally good. In both cases, the ending was right, the ending was true, and the ending was very good. Overall rating recommendation, I gave this four stars. The one drawback to a book like this is because you're writing basically 260-page novels, there's a lot of depth that just does not get addressed, and there are some things that end up getting shortchanged. Not enough to make the book unenjoyable, and again, a four-star rating is a great book. That's, That's the word we use. It's a great book with... That's compelling enough that even if you've never read any of Taylor Jenkins read or you're not particularly into this genre of reading, you still would enjoy the book. My recommendation is you go and you get you go and get maybe in another life since it's no secret what the book is about. Open yourself up to the possibilities because that's what it's really about, right? The possibilities that we say we're sitting here reading and I think, oh, my goodness, how many moments are there where I could have done A or B and it would have made a really dramatic difference in my life. Talk about a quantum physics theory. I haven't really given that a lot of thought before this book, but the book made me question some of my own thoughts as far as what I think about that theory. I thought this was a fun read. It's definitely a book you want to get to quickly. I know that in our library, there was a really long wait list. This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book. Thank you for spending time with The Lonely Guy. In addition to Lonely Guy with a Book, Steve has podcasts Losing Weight with The Lonely Guy, Theories of Adulting, From the Beginning, a Doctor Who review, and a complete review of the Arrowverse universe with his beautiful wife, The Lonely Gal. 
If you want to read Steve's column, you can find that on medium.com with the username at MYLDSBooks. If you'd like to reach Steve, you can reach him at MYLDSBOOKS, that is MYLDSBooks at gmail.com. Until next time, signing off.